Welcome everybody, it's Baron and the Doc here for That Reminds Me Of, the podcast where we talk about films and the films that they remind us of, and we're talking today about The Get Together, which is the last film that we're watching from the Austin Film Festival 2020. That's right, Doc, The Get Together. What a fun film to end on. And I'll just remind everyone that this is the show where we talk about films and the films that we're reminded of while watching those films, and it is full of spoilers. So if you want the unspoiled version of uh, The Get Together, stop listening. Otherwise, carry on. I think we just introduced it twice because I did part of your intro as well. So <laughs> Did you? Now, okay, now- <laughs> great. <laughs> so <laughs> I was clearly not listening as usual. <laughs> yeah, and I was not—I was clearly not playing by the rules and doing your bit. Awesome, but that's Good okay. Stuff. Good start, but- Doc. Can I open by saying that we? Well, I had low expectations for this film. <laughs> I'm going to put my cards on the table and yes. say that. I wanted it to be in there because it was a Texas independent film and we really owe it owe it to Austin to get some local local talent and really you know see what they're all about but but based on the premise and the I think there was a um a trailer I just I I thought I knew what this was going to be and I I you weren't it into it. it you weren't feeling the no, love No 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 I I thought it was just going to be a bit of a joke Yeah yeah look I got to I got to admit that I I also had no idea really what I was getting into with this one. And um, like you said, we were sort of strategically thinking we should we should at least watch one good, you know, Texan film while we're mm. in there. Um, and I am just so happy that we saw this one because I had a blast watching it. I found it really, really fun. I well, thought it was fantastic. Yeah, okay, I agree good. completely. I. And it was all the better for having low expectations because I, I didn't I didn't expect to love it so much, but I, I loved it. Awesome. Well, let me do a synopsis, and then we'll get into why we loved it, and maybe some of the things that you know perhaps we thought could have been worked on. A little bit of constructive <laughs> criticism. The get together really is put together in three parts. It's only a seventy-four minute film, which is there's a lot to love in that already. Yeah. Sometimes I almost go, is that even a feature? I don't know, but it is. It is, does, and it does was great. Any, does any film need to be longer than seventy-four minutes? That's the question. <laughs> these guys are these guys are asking, sort of making you wonder about that now, right? Yeah. Anyway, there are three parts to this film. It all takes place around a backyard house party in, I think it's Austin. We're in Texas, anyway. And yep. um, the first part follows these two housemates, best friends from college, who are living together, and. Um, you can you get the sense that they have a lot of fun together, but one of them, August, is a little clingy, and her friend McCall is she's got a job, she's uh, you know trying to basically find her way out the door, and she, as the film goes on, you discover that that they're they're having a little friend breakup, and and uh, like McCall wants to move on basically. Um, August. Is just we'll get into her, but she is just like one that that actress and her character, fantastic. Like I just mm-hmm. love everything about her. Yeah. But anyway, her friend leaves. She gets in the car to start doing her her 
job because she doesn't actually have a real job, but her job at the time is just doing some Uber driving and finds herself at the same party accidentally that her friend's gone to, lied to her about and ended up at. And so um, through this little, I don't know, um, sort of thing where she ends up dropping a guy off getting invited into the party saying no, then ends up with his phone. And next thing she's in the party herself trying to find him to give him the phone back. And this guy turns out to be Caleb, who's the hero of part three of the film, right? Um, she bumps into her friend and there's lots of, this whole film is just like lots of bump ins at this party. That's what it's all about. Um, they basically, her story ends a little sad because she has a falling out with her friend and then part two kicks off and you meet uh damien and betsy damien's mm. planning to propose on that night and they end up running into this goofball lucas who is just this wild character that invites them to the party and before damien can sort of get a handle of the situation um they've they've basically agreed to go to the party and his whole like proposing plans are derailed and he ends up losing his engagement ring and all sorts <laughs> of shenanigans you know ensue where he's trying to find it and you know he's running into the guy who owns the house who kind of hates him and uh, it all tries to wind its way towards him proposing right mm. um, and you get to that moment where he's about to propose and and Caleb the character you met in the car runs in and breaks it up because we think he's broken it up um, and then it cuts there and you go into part three which is sort of like the heartfelt part of the whole film everything's been riotous and fun up to this point and in the third part caleb is um the main character you start off with him in the uber car with august and then you follow his story and what you realize that he's is he's always loved betsy and he's a bit sad about that not not working out and then um you know he ends up finding the ring and not telling anybody about it and trying mm. to get back together with betsy and that that goes terribly and that bit where he's running in that the second part was all about was actually him bringing the ring so that he could say, wait, 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 you need the ring. By the end of the film, all the characters have gone through their little arcs. They've sort of redeemed themselves on some level. It even ends with the two friends that you see at the start, August and McCall, kind of finding a, a solution. Mm. Well, August does anyway to her being a crazy friend. And it's all just handled beautifully and it's written really well. There are no glaring pot, plot holes that I, you know, could see. And um, for, for so much complexity in a 74-minute film, like I just thought it was beautifully handled and really, really funny and fun. Yeah, well, I think we can stop it there. I just agree <laughs> with you in every respect. Uh, how, how many crappy kind of house party, you know, 20s doing beer pong movies are there out there? Yeah. And I thought we were going to get a, a, a poor version of one of those, but... No, we got that perfectly executed with characters that you could relate to and spoke to you and were distinct and well-performed and intertwined in just beautiful ways and comedy and pathos and everything. It was beautiful. And catharsis. Yeah. <laughs> All of the thuses. All of the thuses. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I just, I totally agree. I think each character had it, had his or her little moment. Yeah. They all had their own little flaws and their own little kind of redeeming features or little things that gave you kind of warm fuzzies to see them do. And one of the standout moments of the film, the bit that almost had Edie and I like jumping off the couch going, yeah, <laughs> was... <laughs> I think you're going to probably know the moment I'm talking about, but it's Not right sure. at the end where the wedding ring has been delivered 
and Damien gets his yes, right? And then he stands up and everyone goes, she said yes. And they all go, yeah, like this. And like, that was good. That was great, right? I know but, what you're going to say. Yes, keep talking. But then he looks across the crowd, spots Lucas, who's been <laughs> a bit of a weirdo. And Damien's been giving him crap the whole time for being a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. And Damien gives him the panther symbol like this. <laughs> and Lucas loses it. I just thought that was a that was a thing of beauty. It was so You nearly well wanted to cry, didn't you? I did. It was I did. so nice. I it know. Was- it was so good. Lucas was such a pain in the neck, such a <laughs> such an idiot, and yes. and um, Damien had just basically he was tolerating him, and then he just cut him loose shamelessly. Yep, and you felt so sorry for the man, and he was all all sort of down downcast, and Absolutely. to get that vote of confidence and the way the honest way that he took that, like that's all he needed. He wasn't holding a grudge. He just he just wanted that acceptance. Yep. And, and that, that's a through line, really, isn't it? Like, that's very similar to the August character who just is is um, one of those people who kind of is on the margins and maybe slips through the cracks and just wants friendship and, uh, you know, to to be part of something. You, mm-hmm. you, you were going to say, I think you really liked her character, yeah? Oh, I just thought she was great. I just mm. can see her taking off from here you know like she's such a relatable character Mm. um she she's really funny but really human and relatable Mm. and she can play the comedy but she can also play the heartfelt stuff uh i just i think i think she's great that's uh courtney parchman courtney parchman remember the name yeah. She hasn't done much, I don't think. Like no, her- she's got four titles on her IMDb. Two of them are shorts, mm. and then she's got two this this feature and another one coming up next year. I jeez, I'm I would be surprised if she doesn't go really far because she was a standout for me for sure. Yeah, she. Uh, I don't want to say she carries the film because the film was was fine. It didn't need carrying. Right. But she she's the emotional heart of it, and absolutely just, just so authentic. And, and you, yeah, you cleverly, really feel clever because she's the bookend. Like her story bookends the film as well. So, mm. um, I, we should mention the director Will Back. I, I hope that's how his name's pronounced. Why do we but get such difficult why, uh, yes. directors to? Why pronounce? can't it be Will Smith or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's Will Back with two Ks and an E on the end. I, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, so clever casting. Put you had to get that character right, and they really yeah. like she's great. She's great. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, and the others too, like her little the 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 girls that you know revolved around her were yep. all all well played. Um, Damien and Betsy, so that Jacob Artist and Joanna Brady, they were both great. Joanna in particular, I think she she's she's had quite a career already so far, so she's quite established. Yeah, she looked like it. She she has. Uh, the, the, there's a sense of a seasoned actor there for sure. She had a bit of Gwyneth Paltrow for me. Mm. Um, just really, really holds herself well on on, on screen. Absolutely. Um, and and he was great too. Um, Damien. I also really like the guy who played Caleb, Alejandro Rose Rose Garcia. <laughs> well, <laughs> He's, he was awesome too. But you know who he is? No. Who, who he actually is? No, he's he's um, better known as Shaky Graves, an Americana artist. Really? So he's got a stage name. He's quite he's he's pretty big. So the whole he's a struggling muso thing's a little bit of an in joke in a way. Yeah, yeah, he's playing yeah. playing in a way a version of himself. I think 
Oh, I don't know clever. much. I don't know much about him. I just know that mm. he exists, and that's who he is. <laughs> wow! And just in the research, I haven't seen it, but the, this is there was a 2015 short film of the same title by the same filmmakers that seems to have Lucas, the character Lucas, at the center of it. Obviously, these guys made that short. It went well. It went to Austin as well. Then started working on the feature, and I think. Mm. That's not always easy to do, to do the short, ver- do make, make a short and then to make a feature that feels like it's the same world and has some of the same characters, but is actually its own thing, right? They've done a great job of that, really great job. Often when people do that, when they take a short and make it into a feature, they kind of stretch, you know, something, you know, really milk it for all it's worth mm. and maybe maybe there's not a feature in it. Right. But this one... I thought the pace of it was so beautiful. So how quickly they got to the party and and just made the action start happening and then they would finish Act 1 and not dwell and then get straight into a in, into Act 2 and you always felt a sense of movement and pace and were never Absolutely. for a moment bored. Absolutely. You know, we've talked about a couple of the films in this because there's a lot of indie films in this festival uh, and I've a, a couple times sort of brought up editing as a thing mm. that I just think, you know, a lot of them felt a little too long, like that, that they just had too much too much space. This film is like perfectly edited. It's perfectly it edited. It has mm. so much pace. It feels like the way this film, one of the reasons this film really works is that it's been edited thoroughly. Like they've gone, not just for the first pass, they've gone, no, no, we can make this better. We can make the comedy timing land perfectly. We can get from one scene to the next with like out of the scene faster into the next scene later like mm. we can and they've they've done all those things right and it just feels great feels right just bang on you know you, you can tell and that's all yep. the more impressive an achievement because what they're doing is they're they're saying a story once and then with each of each of the subsequent acts they're building on on top of it and overlapping in scenes and that i i love it when when that's done, when you get one perspective and then all of a sudden you will you get a, a different character's perspective and you see some of the other ones in the background or something like that. And that's like that's a it's a shooting that they've pulled off the shoot and they've pulled off the edit. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. And what energy, what energy this film has. That's the other thing too is just you can tell that like they've clearly while they're shooting, they've got a party going on for a lot of it. They've got a lot of extras mm. sitting around. Um, and to keep a lot of extras sitting around doing things and energized is a feat in itself. It's like a bit of a juggling act. Mm. And this this film at no point feels like everyone in the background's just going like, oh my God, how many takes are we <laughs> gonna do? You know what I mean? Like it just it just feels like it's got energy the whole way through. Um, and they fill it with little punctuations the whole way through the film. There will be something crazy, like that guy that keeps bumping people into the pool, and then at the <laughs> end jumps in himself, and like you know, just little moments like that that are clever, like August accidentally stepping on the lights and turning off the whole lights, all, all the lights in the party, like little punctuations that just kind of make the whole thing work. Yeah, it's good. punctuations well is, a, is a is a great word, mm. and and when you talk about pace, I'm just reflecting on it now. I mentioned the. Betsy and Damien couple, and I'll probably focus more on more on Betsy because <laughs> I thought she was a bit cute. Yeah. But um, Damien, really, the a lot of the pace and the momentum comes from his character, and it's a really, really well executed arc because he starts as this. Your perception of him is is, is kind of a pretty dry, 
um, hard to read, you know, really is she with this guy sort of sort of thing in, yeah. in, in a way. And then and then it, the reveal of why he's so nervous and and then you see his the facade breakdown and him going into sort of this crisis mode and jumping in the pool and doing all this stuff that you would never dream he would be doing at the start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- and that, that's where the momentum really comes from, I think, his character. It's only just dawned on me. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. He is sort of the boring guy, right, at the start. Mm. Of all the characters, he's the one that's the least filled with life or interest. He's just sort of a bit bland and, you know, I'm just here to propose to my woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like, that's, that's sort of it. And that's all yeah. I want to do. Although there is one great moment with his character um, early on that gives you an insight into, like, what he's dealing with. It's when he gets on the phone and his his <laughs> girlfriend's dad is there and he's like, if I don't... If you're not here at this party in 20 minutes with my daughter and a ring on her finger, I will end you. <laughs> it's, it's great. But isn't that just storytelling, though? Like, yeah. that that was a, a tiny little thing that gave you all the momentum and the motivation for all his actions that you needed. Like, this was, yeah. this was a crisis. Like, he had... He had to get somewhere. He had the emotional weight of he wanted to propose to his girlfriend. But even then, it's not about that. It's about the dad. Yep. It's, it was really, really well-crafted. And you get the sense he's under the thumb of a lot of people. Like, he wasn't able mm. to he wasn't able to talk her into going. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was completely <laughs> at the whim of whatever she wanted to do on that night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's interesting character. I, yeah. I almost, I half expected her to say no for a minute there. It was interesting because I didn't get a real sense that she was that into him, honestly. That's that's a good question. Like, mm. what, why did she say yes? Because it, we're feeling not just for him, but we're we're also feeling very much for Caleb. Yeah. You know, in a way where we're with him more emotionally. Yep. And I agree. He's just been on this big journey and you really want everything to pan out well for him. Um, like it already has, he's got a music career, but in the film. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> I thought she'd say, I thought she could say no, or at least she, maybe she should say no, because I felt that she was more into Caleb than Damien. Totally. And also she was had all these questions about her life, you know, mm. do I move home? Do I keep doing what I was doing? I'm not really happy. And then she says yes to marrying this guy that you're like, you're not even sure she really likes. I don't know. I, I, I thought that that was a, like I went with it and mm. I almost at the end went, well, is that just a comment in a way on how some people are lost yeah. after they leave home in their hometown and uh, they and she just seemed to be making a string of decisions that she wasn't sure about and was regretting. Yeah, you feel like she has uh, she's sacrificed herself. It, they've tried to tie every, everything up in a nice bow and yet, she's left left wanting and even though that's probably a you can say it's intentional um to show that you know not everything works out but it you know it was a bit sad it does feel a bit sad and it and 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 everyone's celebrating and yet you've got a uneasy feeling about the whole thing like actually this isn't going to work out too well give i'll give it i'll give it 12 months the yeah the tone was a happy ending all round yeah that's right it yeah. felt like it was wrapping things up all and everything, you know, at the end of your 20s, everything's okay. But um, <laughs> yeah. you could see that that one, you know, could go either way. And he was going to get fat and go bald and she was then going to get more miserable. And But it was it was nice, you know, that, that paved the way for Caleb and um, August to have that nice, nice ending where they, 
you know, had that, which the, the conversation that they have in the, in the car on the way back, a bit um, light, but mm. cool and mainly due to her. Like the whole film is really well made, but I put a lot of what just is charming about it down to her. I just mm. think she, she just lifts the whole thing, yeah. which is what, you know, if you get a great actor that can do a thing like she can as well, which is that sort of human fragile comedy thing that you, you, you see with some, with some actors, it's just, yeah, it's gold. It lifts the whole thing. Yeah. Human's the word. Yeah. You know, it's not even acting. Yeah, totally. Well, Doc, I think we've gushed about this film enough. Um, <laughs> is there anything you want to say in terms of remind me of? Anything you were, you thought about while you were watching it? Um, before we get to it reminds, reminds me of, I just want to say one quote that I loved about Lucas yeah. When Damien says, can you get me a, a couple of beers? And he says, no, I can get you a thousand beers. <laughs> That's right. That's him <laughs> through and through, isn't it? I just loved it. I had to mention it. Um, <laughs> it just just shows the, the awe that he, he has, has for him. But reminds me of, oh, look, I enjoyed the, I was just enjoying the film. So, I wasn't really thinking about what it reminded me of, but uh, Dazed and Confused. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just one of the the better versions of you know a whole lot of kids hanging around getting wasted. Look, I couldn't stop thinking. Uh, like, and, and same as you, I wasn't really thinking about other films while I was watching it, which is a great sign. Um, but I was, I had American Pie mm. in my head the entire time for obvious reasons. But um, it's the energy. American Pie is a slicker, more polished Hollywoody thing, I guess, um, where you get a sense that every joke's been workshops, you know, mm. like in a writer's room. Uh, but this one had that same kind of energy and fun to it uh, and a little more raw, which is nice in a way. So, yeah, I, that that was the only one that, I, that kept banging around in my head while I was watching it. I'd place this um, well ahead of American Pie personally. and And not that it's... I don't want to overhype it because it's not like it's the greatest film that's ever been made. It was. It's just that it it did it tried to do something fairly simple and executed it beautifully. Um, totally agree, and and that that is important. So the way I was thinking about it is like this isn't the film that wins the festival. No, it's the audience choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a clear audience choice. I don't know if there was an audience choice in Austin and if it, or, or if it won it, but it should have because <laughs> it's just it's just like such a crowd-pleasing, fun audience favorite like right off the bat, you know? It's got all the elements. Yeah, and so you're not going to you're not going to tell everybody about it how it was your favorite film of the year or anything, but I think you're going to when you look back you're going to go, "Well, that was just such a fun film." And um I would watch it again. And I would recommend it to others that just want to, you know, Put it on mm. for a bit of fun. Yeah, a great way to finish the festival too for yeah. us. Uh, I'm, uh, that would have been a good note to end on, but I've got one more that reminds me of, um, and that's The Rules of Attraction. Do you remember that film from uh, around about 2000-ish? Did that have the guy from Dawson's Creek in it? Yes, it did. It did. did. All right. Yeah. I do remember it. I don't remember it well, but no, I do remember it. I don't remember it well either, but I, I do remember that it was set with a lot of kids of the same same sort of age in a big house party. Yeah. And there were a lot of um, cool tricksy bits where they would, they played it maybe for 10 minutes and and then all of a sudden they'd rewind mm -hmm. and and then show someone else's perspective on the on the action. So in, that, in those right. respects, it's it's quite, quite similar and I'm sure yeah. it would have been a reference for them. 
It's got all the crossing paths that you get in this one. Yeah. Yeah, and the party scene from different angles and so on. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I can I can I can remember the rewinding, I think, the most. Yeah. The Dawson's Creek guy walking backwards and looking glum. Yeah, that that's right. And I think from memory <laughs> that they they would rewind and then take off in someone else's perspective and then you'd follow a different right. path or something like that. Yeah, um, awesome. Yeah, this one wasn't quite so tricksy, but it was really just beautifully done. Another another great example of what a low budget, a smart low budget film can be as well, which is cool. Yeah. But we've seen I, a couple I, of those. I wonder what the budget was. I assume it's I assume it's pretty small, but um, Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much to it. And I think all the extras were their mates that stayed there till four AM, I heard in the Q and A. Really? That's great. Yeah. I wonder how many nights they shot. It was a couple of weeks. There you go. Because they would have been able to shoot all of their sort of cup bits where they coupled off in rooms and stuff. That would have been mm. fine. But it's the party where you've got everybody outside. That's the tricky part. Yeah. Oh. And apparently the weather was was really troublesome. So they would uh, they'd shoot a scene and just at the end of the scene it would start raining. So it would just they just managed Classic. to get things in at the right time and couldn't do second takes and stuff like that. See, that, see now that's one thing about a film that's like a party, right? Mm. Is that I think sometimes you can get away with pure energy. You know, yeah. like all the not all the performances have to be perfect. It doesn't all have to be, you know, this tightly choreographed thing. That because there's just people and there's energy, you can have you can just sort of you can get away with some of that stuff. Yeah, but you know, with this one, on the first in the first act, that's what you, you you're thinking. It's it's fairly unchoreographed mm. and and just natural, and it's just a lot of mates there. But then when you get into the, you know, the second and the third re- third time replaying some of these scenes, you realise that they have thought in advance of what's going, you know, going to happen. And it is, it is quite choreographed. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, Doc, I don't have anything else to say about it other than I thought it was great, which I think we've already said a bunch of times. So, um, any final thoughts from you before we finish up? No, I'll just say it again that it's a, it's a great way to finish the festival. Yeah. Thank you, Austin, for virtually having us. Um, and we may well be that back next year now. We've really enjoyed it. It's so good, so good that we could do this. Uh, I, I hope more festivals are going to open up virtually like this because it just gives you a, a real chance to go around the world and see films that you wouldn't have otherwise seen. So Austin's over, but we live on and we'll see you on our next episode for whatever that has in store. All right. Next time, Doc. See you, Baron. <laughs>